And we're live. Welcome back to another episode on Coffee with Craner. Today I have Ann Jarvis. For those who don't know Ann Jarvis, she is a journalist and also a p- opinion columnist for the Windsor Star. And I'm actually right by the Windsor Star virtually. So thanks for joining me. And uh, for those watching, if you do have any questions throughout the live stream, please feel free to co- comment them below and uh, we will try our, our best to get to them. Uh, glad to have Ann on the show today. And just to give you a brief background, she's from Burford, Ontario, where she started her career. Um, in the 1990s, she came to the Windsor Star. She's been here for, for 30 years. And throughout her career, she's won multiple uh, awards, including a provincial uh, newspaper award and then also a national newspaper award. Um, 30 years at the Star and one of the top publishing companies uh, in Windsor, Essex. So I'm glad to have Anne on the show today. So Anne, to kick things off, where in downtown Windsor would you say is your favorite place to get coffee? Uh, I like the coffee exchange. Nice atmosphere, um, great treats. <laughs> and I, I actually don't drink coffee though, I have to say. I drink um, steamed milk with vanilla flavor in it. Um, I just don't like the taste of coffee, but I like the smell of it. <laughs> but um, a nice, hot, creamy, sugary, steamed vanilla milk is very good. Fantastic. Are, are you working um, at home or have you been able to get to the coffee exchange? I have been working at home, so I haven't been downtown as much as I usually am. I'm usually there every day, of course. Um, but we have been working at home since the pandemic hit here in uh, mid-March. And we're scheduled right now to remain at home um, until January 1st. So um, my office is now my kitchen. Um, we call it the South Windsor Bureau. Uh, and many people have noted when I published a picture of my desk that it has a blender in the background. And so, uh, yes, that's for delicious drinks. <laughs> yes, no, definitely. What's your, what's your experience been working, working from home? Pardon me? What's your ex- experience been like working from home? Um, it's interesting. I, I was the last one out of the office. Um, I was pretty much kicked out of the office. I didn't want to work at home. I thought it would be distracting and it is, but I kind of like it now. I mean, um, I worked in shorts and flip flops most of the summer. (laughs) If I have to go out to talk to someone or to a news conference, um, I run up and try and dig something decent out of my closet. Um, I save my parking fee. I canceled that because I don't use it. Um, and I, I do end up working longer, I think. Um, I mean, I never get out of the office on time anyway, but there is still some distraction here. So I end up working longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess it couldn't be hard to figure out when to kind of turn everything off and, and try to enjoy some life in the afternoon. Um, it is, yeah. Because um, I, I find, uh, especially when you can't really do a lot, you can't go out you know, to say a restaurant or something for dinner. Um, well, I guess you, you can if you want to eat outside um, or I guess you can indoors still here, but we don't do it as often. So sometimes I just think, well, I'll just, you know, get another call in because I can't do anything else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Easily get distracted. Um, but to kind of jump into our, our first question, you're both a journal, both a journalist and an opinion columnist, and and your your role changes uh, depending on what you're writing. 
how do you keep both uh, a fact-based opinion um, and an, a, or a fact-based uh, role in the news and then also an opinion-based role in the news? Because it can be, is it, do you find it difficult to transition from um, just factual and versus your, your columns that you write? Um, I don't find it difficult, but I think it is confusing for readers sometimes. Um, that's probably one of the biggest complaints um, or, or sort of comments I get. Um, the, I think that the, the big thing to remember, though, is that they're both based on the same foundation, and that is the facts. I mean, when I write an opinion column, or sometimes it's more of an analysis that may not include an opinion, but kind of sort of analyzes and gives context to to the issue. All of that is based on facts. I think the big difference, of course, with an opinion column is based on those facts, I come to a conclusion, you know, what what I think after looking at all the facts and researching and talking to lots of people in case I'm missing a perspective that I hadn't thought of then I come to a conclusion and that's my job and that's my conclusion. It may not be your conclusion or every reader's conclusion, um, but that's, that's my job. Um, and of course, in a regular story, uh, you don't come to a conclusion. You report the facts and uh, the readers can come to their conclusion. So for the reader, what do you say to the people that um, do, get, do get confused? Are you um, making sure that you follow up with them and, and kind of uh, reassure them um, and, um, I don't know, I guess make them less confused? Is there any way that we can do that? Really? Uh, well, often one of the telltale signs of a, of a column is my picture runs with it, and that's just sort of a standard thing that happens with columnists. Uh, and oftentimes, if I'm just straight reporting a story, um, there is no picture. Um, and, and usually, I mean, with, a re with an opinion column, it's pretty clear that my opinion is in the piece. And um, although I know it's still confusing sometimes for readers, um, and <laughs> one of the most common comments I get is, is you're not objective. <laughs> but of course, that's not my job. Uh, when I'm writing an opinion column. And, but I do write more stories now than I used to um, because we have fewer staff. I fill in reporting quite regularly. Every, every three weeks or so, I spend a week reporting. Um, so, but yeah, it's, so it's a bit confusing for readers, I know. So uh, out of your, the columns that you wrote, what, what would be one that stands out to you or, or one of your, your favorite uh, opinion-based columns that, you, that you've wrote at the Star? Uh, that's hard to say. I mean, I've been doing the columns for 11 years now. Um, some of them have had a lot of impact. Some of the impact has been pretty immediate. Um, I did write one on... If you remember when, uh, under the previous mayor, Eddie Francis, the city tried to replace the ice at Charles Clark Square with uh, fake ice. It's like these pieces that sort of snap together like a, like a puzzle. And they're made of some sort of, I'm not even sure what it is, but it, it's like skating on linoleum. So they, they put this in and before they opened it, I asked, can I come and skate on it and try it out? And, they said sure and so i went and it was it was terrible it really was it was like skating on my mother's kitchen floor and i wrote a column about it 
and uh, the mayor conducted a um, an email vote, and uh, they ripped the stuff out, <laughs> and that was the last of the fake ice at Charles Clark Square. So um, I guess that's one of the fun things that you you can put in your two cents, and you know sometimes you can make a difference. But you know, um, there's lots of things that that lots of issues. That's sort of a kind of just a sort of a more minor one, but yeah. For sure, and, and you mentioned they have, they, your opinion columns have impact. What do you mean by impact? Well, sometimes they um, can have influence on decisions. Um, and I remember I wrote a column, uh, there was a by-election in Ward 7 in 2013 and there was a candidate named Eric Kuzmirchik running. And when I first wrote about Eric Kuzmirchik, I, um, he, he had this platform that education is economic development. And I kind of dismissed him saying that, you know, education is a provincial responsibility. And he was angry about that. He called me and we had a long chat and he really brought me around to his side of what he was getting at, that yes, it's a provincial responsibility, but there's a lot of things that cities can do to support schools and colleges and universities, and that in fact cities across the U.S. do this all the time because they recognize the importance of an educated and skilled labor force. So I wrote a second column saying, this guy's the real deal. And he won that by-election by 52 votes, and now of course he's the MP for Windsor Tecumseh. Do you, do you find it often where your your opinion changes through conversations with the public or, or most of the time you're, what you're writing is um, you're sticking with your gut? Well, um, I think if the opinion changes, it's more during the process of researching the, um, the piece and talking to people. The one thing I have learned and I, I tell myself this, all the time is that the more people I talk to, the better the column, because there is always something, you know, perspective that somebody else brings up that I hadn't thought of. And I think, man, if I hadn't talked to that person, you know, I wouldn't have this in this column and it would not be, you know, it's better for having that perspective in it. So, yeah, it's, and I think there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. Um, well, for example, the hospital um, location, that's a controversial subject. And I originally, I, I found this one of the most difficult issues ever that I've tried to take a stand on because I think that the people who were concerned about the location on sort of the fringes of the city made a lot of good points. Um, but then... I read the, the city's plans and the decision in the first appeal and the plan for that area calls for it to be completely um, built out and there will be tr public transit, there will be active transportation, there will be a mixed use, you know, mixed use area of you know, residential, commercial, business, institutional like the hospital. Uh, and that's, that's, and then, you know, we had, been having this debate for years and meanwhile we weren't getting a hospital and it was clear that it was being delayed because of this ongoing debate so that was an example of something that 
I changed my mind on um, because of further research and um, and reading the judge's decision and uh, and reading the city's plan for that area. Not that it was easy. I think it's still a really difficult issue to pick a side on. But so when you when you write your, your opinion column, where are you receiving most of your uh, feedback or uh, perspective on, on the issues that you're writing? Um, is it all just you and you've done the research and now you're going to write your opinion on it? Or do you take in uh, other perspectives from the community? Oh, for sure. I have people I call regularly all the time for different sort of matters, especially when it comes to political stuff. I have, um, you know, sort of a, I call them my panel. They're not really my panel, but they're just people that I talk to regularly who I know are very astute politically and really follow politics. And uh, I call them up and we chat and they always seem happy to talk about it. They like to talk about politics and I appreciate hearing their perspectives. Um, so yeah, I, I, I talk to a lot of people for almost every column I write. Very interesting. It's, it's great to see that you're taking in others' perspectives when you're, when you're writing your columns. Um, I, and I kind of want to jump into the pandemic. So with the pandemic, I, I could imagine Windsor Star is definitely affected. When was another time in, in your career or at the Star where things drastically changed? Well, um, I think it's pretty clear things drastically changed with the challenges facing the newspaper industry, all, all newspapers. Um, and that is, uh, you know, the shift from print to digital. And then, of course, um, the ongoing issue of um, giants like Facebook and Google using our stories um, and we don't get a lot out of that. Uh, and so when you can read the stuff for free on Facebook and Google, a lot of people don't pay for our stuff. And um, that's been pretty devastating to the entire media industry. Um, it's no secret there have been drastic um, cuts across the industry. And that means you don't have as many people uh, and, and as many resources to, to do the work that you, that you do. So, you know, that's affected us and it's, it's affected every, every newspaper. What, so from the, I guess the current pandemic, what are some things that, uh, you've learned from this experience? From the experience of the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're working from home. Um, your role, I, I guess has changed. Uh, a fair amount. What what do you think you've you've learned from the pandemic? Whether are like are you having to work harder? What is what has it been like for you? I was I was I was really hustling for a while at the height of the pandemic. I was writing four and five columns a week back in uh, you know March April. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, working from home has been sort of a different you know physical setup. Um, in terms of the pandemic, I think the big lesson learned from the pandemic is the importance of, of accurate information. Um, and, you know, we covered the pandemic, we covered all the angles, we covered uh, migrant farm workers, we covered the long-term care homes, we covered the schools, um, we covered the hospitals, um, and, you know, it just, 
obviously the pandemic affected every aspect of life and uh, and we covered it. Um, and, you know, I even wrote about my mother died in long term care in June in the middle of the pandemic. And my brother and I have not been able to see her since March, since the long term care home was closed. And so that was pretty tough to write about that. Um, but I felt that it was important. I mean, the outpouring that I heard after that column was unbelievable. So many people had had this happen to them and so many people, and not, not just people with loved ones in long-term care, the people with loved ones in group homes, for example, with um, intellectual disabilities maybe, who were suddenly cut off from their families because of the restrictions that were designed to keep them safe. Um, and I think that, that what happened with you know, the, the toll that it took on people to be isolated like that. And these are very vulnerable people, you know, the elderly and people with um, intellectual disabilities who can't always understand why they, they're not able to see their families. That was a huge lesson we learned in this pandemic. I think that's one of the biggest lessons we learned in this pandemic, um, you know, other than sort of the, the science of, of how, how it works, how it spreads. Um, and so I think it's, it was really important for for us to cover that. No, definitely. Now, going into to your job, and um, you you worked for the Star for for thirty years. Um, a great great opinion columnist, and I've I've heard it from everyone in the Windsor community just of, of how strong of a writer you are, and um, the real caliber of of your writing. Um, it's you know it's made headlines and and many are just interested in reading it each week um what would you say would be the most difficult part of your job <laughs> you know multiple columns a week um you're churning them out i cover um i'm sort of like a jack of all trades and a master of none you know i mean i write about politics, I've written about schools, healthcare, police, courts. Um, I even wrote about the Spitfires a few times. I mean, um, and so you're churning these columns out. Um, there's always a deadline. <laughs> and you know that they're going to be critiqued by an awful lot of people, pretty much everyone who reads them. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of stressful. <laughs> and People don't hold back in terms of what they think, and that's fine, that's fine. I mean, certainly someone who gives you my two cents all the time, I'm not gonna say you shouldn't give me your two cents. Um, so that's fine, but you know, that's, um, that's, I guess, you know, what I find the most stressful. For sure, now, I guess what kind of, I mean, you've been doing this for a fair amount of time and, you're constantly writing really what what excites you about your job and you what do you really enjoy well i guess the flip side is that um i really love my job <laughs> i mean i love having my two cents um i love current affairs and i love the written word i really do um and so you know some days i feel really stressed out and uh but I always come back to, you know, there's another column that gets me all sort of, you know, psyched up and um, I can't wait to to write about it. Um, and I guess that's what sort of keeps me going. I, I, I honestly do love it. I'm not just saying that. 
No, definitely. And it's been great having you on the show. I, I mean, uh, for those, I switched the, I turned the mic around and I'm interviewing Anne, uh, one of Windsor Star's top columnists. Uh, she's been, been in the game for 30 years and doing a great job um, covering so many different stories in our community. And I appreciate how, I appreciate you joining me on the show today on a, a Friday evening. I hope you have a great weekend. And for those watching, thanks for watching. Please do feel free to put any questions in the comments. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Lyndon. Thank you.